0: This is a, another special bonus episode of the Wet Fly Swing Fly Fishing Show, Fly Fishing Founder Series, where you hear behind the scenes stories from companies who are going all in on fly fishing. This week we have RentThisRod.com with Brian Gingrich and David Moore. Welcome to the Wet Fly Swing Fly Fishing Show, where you discover tips, tricks, and tools from the leading names in fly fishing today. We'll help you on your fly fishing journey with classic stories covering steelhead fishing, fly tying, and much more. How's it going, everyone? Thanks for stopping by the Fly Fishing Show. Today's episode is sponsored by RentThisRod.com, who is one of our partner companies in the Wet Fly Swing Member Society. You get exclusive discounts from Rent This Rod and over thirty other partner companies who are on board to support your journey. Go to WetFlySwing.com/slash members to check out the bonuses and discounts from Rent This Rod and our other partner companies. In today's episode, I talk with David Moore and Brian Gingrich from RentThisRod.com. We talk about how they got started on an idea uh, to scratch their own itch in saltwater fishing. We find out about the most requested rods, um, how um, TNT came to sponsor them, and the Davidson River. Don't miss this one as we hear about the Great Smoky Mountains... Boy Bands, and Metallica. So, without further ado, here are the boys
1: from Red This Rod.
0: How's it going, guys? Great.
1: Can't complain. Yeah. Nice and sunny in North Carolina.
0: Nice. Nice. Awesome. Well, we're going to chat a little bit about uh, the company you guys have going, which is definitely... A new thing out there. I, I think before you guys, I'm not sure if I ever heard of anything like this. Um, but before we jump into uh, Rent This Rod and all that, let, can you just talk about maybe how both of you got into fly fishing and maybe how you guys ran into each other? And yeah, whoever wants to start it up can, can take off.
1: Sure. Yeah. Um, I grew up fly fishing. I can't quite remember what age I started, but um, I had a father who was very involved in it and he would Take me with him on work outings, and he had an outdoors uh based job a lot of the time and he would teach me how to cast in our front yard and then he also tied trout flies uh on the side and uh, he actually tied so many flies that I mean he's a, kind of a prolific tire around western North Carolina, so he was very well known at all of our outfitters in this area, and he would take. Orders when he would travel, and then you know he would he would go back to these shops on a weekly basis and drop off several dozen of whatever they had wanted. You know whether it was stoneflies or you know you name it. Mm -hmm. And uh, he just would take me with him and got me interested in it uh, as a hobby, and then later on as a passion. But uh, I probably would say I've been fishing since maybe seven or eight years old, and I've been fortunate to travel with my father a little bit. We would go up to the boundary waters, of between Canada and the U S and go on these week or two week long canoe expeditions where we'd fish and camp and, you know, just do that kind of thing as, as men who love the outdoors. And, um, so I, again, have been fishing probably since I was eight. And then when I went to college, kind of put it on the shelf and didn't fish for probably, 10 years or so. And uh, after college, I got married, started my career, had a baby. And then um, I met Brian, what, maybe three or four years ago, uh, through our church, actually. And uh, at the time, Brian was living right across the street from my father. And (laughs) one day, Brian comes up to me at church and was like, hey, I'm going fishing with your dad tomorrow. And I was like, what? (laughs) That kind of got me thinking about it. Probably it sparked a little bit of jealousy. And, um, Brian and I started talking more regularly and I, you know, I realized I still had a stash of fishing gear in my basement and Brian offered to get me, um, get me out on the water. And, uh, literally within a couple of weeks of, of that outing with my dad, uh, he and I were fishing and Hmm. I think that's been the case almost ever since. Like we, if we need a fishing buddy, we're probably number one on each other's speed dials. So um That's cool. Been great. Yeah, Brian really got me back into it. So I, I definitely credit him with, with this obsession.
0: Nice. Nice. Yeah. Uh Brian, let's uh well before we jump into your that, that reminded me you were uh I think that's probably kinda common with the dad. I know I know my dad um same the same story. He had a uh a dad an older guy, he was kind of a mentor that he kind of fished with and then uh, it turned out eventually he met his son and became best friends. And to this day, they have known each other for like, you know, whatever, 70 years or something. So I think it's, it's pretty cool. It's the mentorship thing, right?
1: Totally. Yeah.
0: So, um, so Brian, do you want to, do you want to tell a little bit about your story? Did you start at eight years old as well?
2: Well, I, I, I grew up in the outdoors. Uh, You know, my family, I never really had much money, so all our vacations. I never really knew <laughs> that this was why, but all our vacations were always camping somewhere. Um, so we'd go, we'd go every year, and we'd go camping, and and so I, I always loved the outdoors and being outside. Um, and my my uncles, uh, my my parents moved up here, and I was born in Western North Carolina, but all my uncles and aunts live in Sarasota, Florida, and so we'd always go down to Florida too and visit with family, and and my uncles were all guides you know boat guides for regular fishing down there and and so I just I I mean I fell in love with fishing at an early early age and always would do it always would go to ponds but never really fly fishing and I was born and raised in in western North Carolina and just really never never knew about it um you know and, and and kind of the same thing I went off to college and you know met my wife and um started having kids. But when I met my wife, um, her brother was just, um, always into fly fishing their, their, their family, every vacation, it, it was always around fly fishing. And so he, you know, when I was in school, he took me out in their neighborhood pond and taught me how to catch bass on a fly rod. <laughs> and just from that point on, it was, that was my obsession. It was just, I had to have a fly rod in my hands, um, and so I've only really been fly fishing for about fifteen years. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it, it it became an obsession at that point, and um, just couldn't get enough of getting out on the water. And um, and so then you know again at church it was I was always looking for a fishing buddy. My schedule I traveled for work a lot, and so my schedule during the week could be flexible. And so it was nice to be able to not go fishing on the weekends and get sneak away during the week sometimes. And, and Dave and I had similar schedules and it worked out to where, you know, we could just call each other up. Hey, I've got a little bit of time in the afternoon. You want to hit the water? And, and it just became, you know, a long lasting friendship, cool. you know, just, just going out on the water and fishing. So I've, I've been in the outdoors my entire life. Uh, but fly fishing has become the obsession the
0: last yep. 15 years. So years right and you guys have turned into a business now what so when you guys would call up and have that little bit of time in the week where, where would you head is there a, a spot that that uh, a river that's kind of your home waters you guys would hit up well we can't give that secret oh, away oh, yeah if it's, if it's too much of a no, secret no, uh, <laughs> we
2: would, there's there's so many places out here we go out to madison county there's um, you know, stretches a water
0: out there close to the border of Tennessee. Or what is the what is the biggest? Do you think the most you know popular? The one that people would know? The closest waters near you guys?
2: Well, the probably the Davidson. Okay, uh, Davidson is, yeah.
0: is the most well known and pro-
2: prolific around here. Okay. It's out in the Brevard area, um, and it's a it's a great
0: river. And what we- what species are you guys hitting there?
2: Uh, they have every, I mean, so we have brown, brook, rainbow, everything. Yep. Everything, everything, but maybe the, the Colorado cutthroat, Yeah, we don't have those around here, Uh but
1: uh, yeah, a lot, a lot of our waters around here are stocked. Uh, we have a really strong, I think a hatchery, um, you know, hatchery connections around here, but, uh, we still have a lot of native fish too. Uh, It just depends on where you go, but like the Davidson for one is, is a stock stream. I think they still have wild fish in there, but, um, there, it's a very challenging stream, uh, or it can be, uh, mm-hmm. depending on when you go, but, uh, the water is very clear. And, um, but that's usually people that come to Asheville or West North Carolina, I would agree. Probably go there. Okay. Um, there's a lot of outfitters out there and it's part of the Pisgah national forest system. And, um, there's swimming holes and there's waterfalls. It's just a great place to be outside.
0: Gotcha. Okay, cool. Well, if we have time, maybe we'll, we'll dig back into some of that stuff, but let's, uh, Let's take it into the, uh, the the company, the rent this rod, because you know this is a pretty cool uh, idea you guys have going. Can you talk about how uh, the idea came to be and and how you and where you guys are at now?
2: Yeah, so you know, part of part of this actually just came from we were fishing together all the time, and uh, and it was it was one day we were fishing at one of our our favorite spots, and I told Dave, I was like, you know, man, I'm I'm going to Florida next week. And I've always wanted to try ocean fly, like I've always wanted to to fly fish in the ocean, go for redfish and things of that nature. I was like, but man, I I don't necessarily want to spend a thousand bucks to fifteen hundred bucks on a new setup because I'm only going, you know, I only really go once or twice a year to the ocean to fish. So like, it wouldn't be cool if I could rent something. And um, <laughs> it started a conversation that day along the river. And I could see the spark in like Dave's eye go, huh? This is this good. it was like this light bulb moment for him, and like you know he went home and started building a website. Um, I was like, well, oh, let me build this concept out, see what see what happens, and you know ended up forming an LLC, and then you know we started renting. I think we started by trying to rent our own gear,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and then just progressively you know started calling some people and said, hey, what do you think about this and kind of did some groundwork with that and, and got some feedback and everybody's like, Oh man, I love that idea. And, Mm -hmm. um, so we, we built it from there. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It, uh, it started literally that simple. Um, Brian tossed out this idea about there being a lack of, of equipment, um, and really equipment rentals online. I mean, you can still rent stuff at local fly shops, but if you're, you know, states away, you're not going to be able to know necessarily which shops to go to. And, um, we started looking and then there was just a void of, of web-based rental options. And, um, yeah, like Brian said, I, I literally got on GoDaddy and checked if the domain was available and we just rent this rod, just seemed like it fit. And then, uh, designed a logo on a, on a web-based, you know, public owned, uh, you know, logo concepts and did that. And Brian formed the LLC, I think within a week and, uh, we were off and running. And one of the I think it's a neat story, but um, this to show kind of how well the, the doors are open. I feel like in the, in the community at large, but um, I had made a random Facebook post uh, a couple of years ago um, about uh, there was long story short, there was a school bus that pulled up next to me in traffic. And this is very, very ironic, but um, the, the bus was green and copper and I took a picture of it and I had a Thomas and Thomas fly ride at the time that was the same color. And so I did a mashup photo and I put it on Facebook, and um, about two weeks later, this guy named Neville Orsman liked and shared my photo, and I was like, who's this guy? And uh, I started looking, and he's the CEO of Thomas & Thomas. Nice. And so I was like, wow, that's kind of cool. That's Just cool. kind of mad props. And so I sent him a message and said, hey, thanks for the Facebook love and all this stuff. And when Brian and I rolled out this business, and we felt like it was legitimate, um, I was like, let's just see if we could get the foot in the door with TNT. And, hmm. man, he gave us more than the time of day. He was like, yeah, let's talk. And uh, at the end of that conversation, we had he had pledged to outfit us with our first round of inventory, and it was crazy.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. No, that, that was going to be one of my questions about... We've talked a little bit about rods and gear on, on this, you know, on past episodes, and that that's kind of a, one of the questions is you've got a lot of great companies out there, and I was kind of wondering how you went to, uh, you know, Thomas & Thomas. Obviously, they're one of the, you know, probably one of the best, one of the biggest sort of things, so that, that makes sense. Um, okay so so basically you guys you know had this idea sort of a need you guys had and the idea is you know if you're going fishing you know whether you're going you know a, a euro nif rod or heading over to the salt or even a I mean I'd imagine do you guys ever get just your basic um, you know nine foot five weight request
1: yeah uh, is that I'll, pretty, is that
0: pretty common yep <laughs> yeah yeah so you have people I mean what is your you know who is your target? I mean, I know you guys have this cool thing, I believe, with uh, with Yellow Dog now, which seems to me, when I heard about that, I just was like, yeah, that's a that's a no brainer. I mean, that's the perfect fit. But just for your general, you know, person out there that hears about you, I mean, who is your target audience? Who is that person?
1: Um, that's a great question. I feel like it's may may answer it indirectly, but uh, we rent more saltwater equipment than anything okay. else. And, um, our inventory, if you look at our inventory on the website, it kind of reflects that, but, um, we've done, we, we rent locally as well as, uh, as shipped rentals. I mean, our, our bread and butter is in shipped rentals and, um, cause we're
0: now, what are these? Oh, and shipped uh,
1: shipped. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, you know, we're, we're shipping rods and reels to customers all over the continent. And, um, uh, but we also do local stuff. And so when, when somebody comes to Asheville or West North Carolina, they're, they're going to rent a freshwater setup. Um, Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, we do rent plenty of the nine foot fives and nine foot fours, which is pretty much perfect, perfect setup for around here. Uh, But we've also shipped things like that uh, to California for people that are going uh, either for the first time or they're not quite sure about purchasing this stuff up front. And, you know, it's a side note. It's a great way for somebody to demo something uh, on the water uh, without actually plopping down, you know, a couple of grand on a setup that they may not fall in love with. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, I do think we we do a lot more saltwater, uh, and especially with Yellow Dog now uh, that you mentioned. We actually go live with them officially tomorrow. Oh, wow. But uh, so the timing's great for, for us to be talking with you, but it's uh, it's a huge deal, uh, and that, that's really taken our saltwater inventory up several notches.
0: Right. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense.
2: I think just adding to that, I mean – I'm, I'm always thinking in a big proponent of trying to create win-win situations and it's not we're you know, we're not out to get fly shops or anything like that. I think we just really want to be mobile and try to grow the, the, the love of fishing and fly fishing in particular in the industry. And I think Neville saw a little bit of that with Thomas and Thomas of going, you know what, you can put my rod in somebody's hands all the way in California that may not go into a fly shop and have access to my equipment. Um, and so I think, I think that's kind of a, a cool way of doing that, um, and doing business is, is being really mobile like that and, and growing the industry that way. Um, and so it's exciting. It's, it's like, I'm passionate about fishing. I want people to enjoy it. And sometimes, you know, going into, walking into a store, can be a little bit of an, in, intimidating. And so this gives you, Hey, I got it shipped to my door. I can practice in my yard and, mm-hmm. you know, feel, get comfortable with it
0: and, um, so it's, yeah. we, we've seen a lot of that happening as well. Yeah, no, it, it makes sense. And it makes sense. And we might have time to talk a little bit about the, uh, the group that uh, I have going here, which, uh, we're, we're kind of, you guys are involved in a little bit and, um, you know, I mean, it makes perfect sense because what I'm doing, you know, just this podcast, right. We're trying to provide value for people that are listening that might not have that opportunity to, to be in the fly shop necessarily, but yeah, it's just an alternative method. And today there's tons of information out there that's free, tons of resources and you guys are just another resource. So, um, yeah, no, that's good. So the value, I mean, for somebody, it sounds like there's a, you know, obviously the salt is a big thing. Um, but the rod too, I mean, Thomas and Thomas, I think is, is able, is that, and you have the reels and then Sci- scientific angler.
1: Yeah. We, so, uh, we actually looking at the website, I was building on it last night. It's, it's crazy to see the brands that we're associated with now, but, um, TNT is, uh, predominantly in our, in our wheelhouse, as far as the rod stuff goes. But, um, with, uh, the partnership with yellow dog that brought uh hatch to the table.
0: Oh, okay. Uh,
1: so they, uh, they're essentially our saltwater reel of choice. And, um, uh, that's, that's been a relatively new thing. Gotcha. Um, but we had, uh, at the time it was kind of an exclusive deal with Ross reels. Uh, oh, we formed okay. that last fall and, uh, those guys were fantastic. And so, most of our Ross Reels inventory is, is on the freshwater side anyway. So it, it worked out to add Hatch to kind of take over the salt. Um, but with premium, um, that that name and uh, that word, I think, uh, would associate well with, with brands like Hatch and especially with TNT and then, of course, Able. Uh, and so we we were thrilled to be able to get Able into the mix um, very gotcha. recently.
0: So, so it is that... Yeah, I mean, that premium piece is the second. I mean, part of it is getting the rod that you don't have, but part of it is people maybe – I mean, how many – what percentage of people do you think are grabbing your stuff because maybe they even have the same rod, but they want to test out a TNT or a or a, a a hatch? I mean, is there is there much of that, do you think?
1: Uh, I can't answer that probably yeah. in very accurately. Um,
0: I, and, I, and I say that because I – you know, thinking about, again, the companies where – you know, there's, I don't know how many companies are at that same level. And in fact, you know, we've kind of talked about this on the show before the rods that there's, there's a ton of rods out there, right? I mean, all sorts of different brands. It's hard to keep track, which is actually a a little bit of a confusing thing, but, um, yeah, I guess it sounds like maybe it's just getting the right rod for the right situation. And and, then Thomas and Thomas is just a big bonus having one of the best companies on board.
2: Well, and I think too, like, you know, part of it is that it, you know, my, my sales pitch, so to speak to some, the you know, the rod companies or whatever it's, you know, I, I sometimes Dave and I've got our brands that we've been loyal to in the past because, you know, I caught my first fish on a Orvis Clearwater, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like that rod that I, it's, it's kind of, it's ingrained in my, my mind. And so it's like, it's like one of those things. If you can put a rod in somebody's hand and they catch a f- giant fish on that particular rod, they're going to be like, "Oh man, I kind of want that rod." Right. And that's what we do is we want to try to. We're not necessarily trying to sell things, but we 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 love to drive people back to the back to the industry and back to Thomas Thomas, back to Hatch, that they would go back and buy those things then too because um, because of that memory and because of that
0: having that in their you know. Yeah so that it's makes, that makes it's sense.
1: yeah the, like the band is part of the memory so
0: yeah yeah that makes sense so you know it seems to me i'm not sure i mean i guess a couple questions here is long term you know what do you guys see i'm not sure if you've looked out and thought about you know 5 10 years from now or whatever but i mean it seems to be you know, obviously the company connections are amazing and I I enjoy that, you know, I enjoy the connections, but having your own brand, your own rods, I mean, you guys, that's a doable thing you could do. Is that something you guys think about like long-term, I guess, you know, like, like an option where you just have everything in-house?
1: I think that's crossed our minds. Um, you know, five, 10 years down the road that could easily, I could easily see that happening. Um, I th- I think that at this point in time, part of the appeal uh, to this whole process is that yeah. we have these world class brands that we're able to offer, um, rather than some, yep. you know, it, it, whether than a Rent This Rod brand fly rod. But uh, instead, it's you know, oh man, I can rent a Thomas and Thomas. Heck yeah, you know. And, right. um, but no, I mean that, that makes sense. But you know, I think that right now we started looking. I mean, all of our all of our products are made in the U S and, um, that's important. Uh, it's not, not the end all, but, uh, you know, I think to find uh quality, you know, U S made products like that are getting, or they have been hard to find. Um, it seems like most stuff gets, you know, assembled and built offshore, which I understand why, but, mm-hmm. uh, U S made products, I think go a long way with us. Well, I think premium
2: is kind of the key, and we want to to get companies that that you know just are known for that and and get their stuff out there. I, I don't think we want to. You know, ever really get into the let's go get that you know fifty dollar Walmart rod and and put it on to rent for somebody for you know ten dollars for the week? We really want to target a specific group of of premium you know rod carriers and and, and people like that. Mm-hmm. And and I also think that it, it's it's again creating the win win situation. I think if we partner with companies that are interested in getting growing the fly fishing industry as a whole, that's the ultimate goal in my mind five, 10 years down the road is what does the industry look like now and, and how, how do we have an impact on that? Um, because I, th- I think, you know, with Amazon and all these things that have popped up, you know, we can be kind of in the middle of that going, let's, let's mobilize and, and create opportunity for people to get outside, get out on the water and make it easy for them. It shows up at their door or shows up to their, their lodge or wherever they're going. They don't have to carry it with them. Um, I also, you know, five to ten years down the road, I, I've I've kind of built out a, a model of of membership. You know, like mm-hmm. if somebody's a member of Rent This Rod, they can have access to all these things at, at any given time, and um, that takes time. Um, that's going to take some some significant time and energy in, in trying to build inventory and make sure we have enough to accommodate people with that. But, but um, you, there's so many different ways we could go. Uh, you know, there's right. there's a red model where we could have stations and work with fly shops and that to make generate revenue for them as well so hmm. there's there's so many different opportunities that we have with this that um we're excited about
0: yeah yeah no it makes sense and it seems like it's such a new concept that you know it sounds like obviously uh, tnt they were fired up about it um You know, you also hear about occasionally people, you know, you come in with something new, kind of changing things up um, that they're, I'm not sure if blowback's the right word, but people are a little bit kind of, you know, hesitant. Have you found that at all with with people where they didn't quite know what you guys were doing and kind of had questions? Or or it sounded like there there were some plenty of open arms when you guys threw this idea out there.
2: Yeah, I would say the overwhelming majority has been positive. Um, You know, we, we love this idea, love this concept. We have had a few that have basically said, yeah, we're just going to focus on, on, on this, you know, I, maybe not really even researching the concept fully that just didn't want to hear about it. Yeah. Um, and so, um, you know, cause I, I do see down the road that carrying more brands is, is possible, um, and and we want to we want to do that. We want to have a variety and give people choices and and create a menu option um, but also want to make sure we're very loyal to the companies that jumped on board with us early on and said you know, we want to be
0: with you. And and we're we're going to we're going to be pretty loyal to those companies. So, gotcha. Gotcha. That make, makes sense. And and uh, you guys. And so, if I'm getting into this, if I was going to uh, rent a rock can you just give us an idea of just the cost, uh, just generally, if somebody was interested in doing this, what it might cost to uh, to rent? It. Does it vary versus salt water versus fresh water, or all that? Uh,
1: no, great question. Uh, the prices are pretty simple. And we've tried to keep them that way. Just so, um, I think when you start getting really complicated options, people get a little confused and it just and it makes more work for us. So mm-hmm. <laughs> we're trying to work smarter, not harder necessarily. But, yeah. um, we, uh, local rentals are their own thing, but, uh, the 10 day standard rental package is, uh, currently $180. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get to use the rod and reel for 10 days. So the shipping transit times aren't included. Um, that gets you a rod and a reel with a uh, fly line that's appropriate for the situation you're going to fish in. Uh, it doesn't include leaders or flies or anything like that. That's a small way that we can still have folks support their local fly shops mm-hmm. and still buy materials. But, um, working with yellow dog also, uh, Jim Clug encouraged us to build out a 14 day uh, rental option because some of their trips can be closer to the two weekend of things. Right. Uh, so we have that option as well.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, we only recently got corporate accounts with you know third-party shipping like FedEx and UPS, and so we are turning a corner in that we'll be uh, soon able to offer return shipping. Like so, right now customers when they when they pay us uh, the front-end shipping is included in the price, uh, but they're responsible for paying for the uh, return shipping yeah, gotcha. with um, And yeah. so. We're soon going to hopefully be able just to have return labels included in yeah. the packages, and we'll bulk up the prices just a little bit to reflect yeah. that so, yeah, you, so, might, you you know.
0: might make it a uh, yeah, it might be twenty bucks for shipping it back, so it might exactly. be two hundred bucks, which is still pretty reasonable twenty bucks a day i mean do people and is there a one day or two day rental a few day rental few days uh, rent if
1: there? you're local right now yes uh you know if if we felt like there was a really serious person that this really needed something for one or two days that lived elsewhere that we needed to ship to like we would we could do a custom option yeah. um and a custom price but right now it's just it's it seems like it's simpler just to have a click and done like even if you don't need it for 10 days maybe you need it for seven or eight you know the people yeah. are still <laughs>
0: okay so roughly so basically yeah the 10 day is usually what you guys do and and okay, well no, thanks for clarifying. That makes sense and hey, I mean 20 bucks when you think of a trip, you know, in the grand scheme of things, I mean just gas. That's I mean that's not even, you know, <laughs> half a tank of gas uh, you know, per day or whatever. So, yeah, that that's cool. Okay. Um now what do you for for you guys uh who is, you know, who is the uh who's the brains and who's the personality in this in this operation? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Is that is that a hard question to answer? (laughs) That's
2: a hard question to answer because we both. I mean, we are at each other all the time, joking and uh, like. I think I'm I'm a big I've I've always been in my whole career has been nonprofit world, but strategic planning and you know working with organizations, develop fundraising plans and goals, and you know I, I love whiteboard sessions and love kind of dreaming up big picture type of things. Um, I think dave is is very detailed um he also like i mean he knows our inventory where it is very organized um and so we work really well together I think we complement each other really well with that um as far as the the personalities go we're both very similar in personality and, and joking around and, and we we just have fun and and I think we're we're having so much fun with this and that's my only encouragement to anybody thinking about getting into a bit like it this doesn't it doesn't feel like work and it is i was sitting doing accounting the other night and i'm like this is awesome you know yeah, and i
0: that's accounting. cool
2: but it's it's because i love what i do and yep. and love trying to build something with with a good friend of mine and and mm. so it's fun but I, I mean i think i'm a little more big picture
1: and i don't know if you want to
2: you know take any more of that
1: no, i agree uh we're both gifted in different facets i mean you know brian was the one that it, essentially got us legitimized with be, you know forming the LLC. Like he did all that. And so like, whereas I might've built out the website, um, I, I will, I will not say that Brian is not creative. It's just, that I like, we take on different roles and it's like, well um, yeah, I can design a website. I mean, go let's be honest. I mean, go daddy. It, it makes it pretty, pretty yeah. simple. Um, I mean, I, I kind of manage the social media aspect of it right now. And that's just by not necessarily default, but we just kind of started it that yeah. way. Um, I think, pushed, pushed into, into service. I think either one of us could take on, uh, other roles, but, uh, again, just to echo Brian, I think we're very complimentary in the way yeah. we've laid it and we're only accountable to each other. It's great. Cause we're our own bosses.
0: Right. So, Does GoDaddy, I'm not totally familiar. Do they actually, I mean, do do they hope or can you build the site within GoDaddy or do you, I thought it was just like a name you buy the URL?
1: Uh, that's, I, I don't know their history, but that's still a big part of what they do is, uh, um, yeah. you know, they host your website, but um they uh, like we bought our domain through goDaddy uh, ritisrod but they uh, so we pay a monthly fee for that, but then they also have a website building option oh, where yeah. you can self or you can pay them to design oh, wow. the web your dream so it's really cool gotcha
0: gotcha so oh that makes sense okay, cool um, <clears throat> all right well uh, yeah, I think uh we're kind of, yeah, well along here. I had a few other things I wanted to touch on, and uh, we talked a little about the, the fishing piece. Do you want to uh, – I usually ask a couple of just general fishing uh, tips and resources. Uh, if you guys – you know, we were talking about originally the uh, the Davidson River, right?
1: Uh, yeah, the Davidson. It's uh, probably synonymous with what most people think of the Davidson when they come to Asheville to fish.
0: Let's take a quick break for a word from our sponsor, the Wetfly Swing Member Society and Rent This Rod. If you have been enjoying the podcast episodes and want to support the the show and small local businesses, get some bonus content, then you need to check out the Member Society. For about the price of a pint of beer, you get inside access and exclusive discounts to over 30 of our partner companies. Rent This Rod is one of those companies um, who are pretty much going all in on their new innovative idea. I originally reached out to many of the listeners of the podcast and asked them um, who their favorite small to mid-sized companies were. I then reached out to those companies, and and that's kind of how the uh, group was made. I'm now putting together a a little bit more um, content to help uh, get folks started and get them along on their journey. You can connect with our little uh, with our little community support local businesses and join the movement at one convenient spot go to wetflyswing.com/members to check out the details uh, that's uh, wetflyswing.com/m e m b e r s to support this movement and your journey okay back to the show and what do you think if you guys had you do I guess a lot of trout fishing? If you had to, you know, each one of you guys pick your your one go to fly for for the day or, or for the for the week. What which, what would that be? <laughs>
1: around here, an olive wooly bugger. I, works. Oh, really? Yeah, it's like
2: it's the olive wooly bugger. Is if nothing's working, yep, I always just go back to
0: it. That's around. cool.
1: Yeah, I mean, it works on stocked. It works on native. I mean, it seems yep. like it's the perfect fly for around here.
0: That. That is, that's the, uh, it's funny because it is kind of the greatest fly ever in the, pretty much the world. The old, the old. <laughs> All right. Um, and what about, um, you know, so you guys got in, came up with this idea on Rent This Raw, but what about, you know, just your fishing? Do you guys have any resources, books, magazines, videos, any, any, uh, stuff that helped you guys kind of get into it or, or, you know, along the way? Well,
2: there's one, I mean, for around here, and it's a book that I bought through our local fly shop at Hunter Banks uh, in Asheville. It's called the Western North Carolina Fly Fishing Guide.
0: Oh, nice. Um,
2: and it's, it's, it's basically a, the fly fishing trail, and it, it highlights Western North Carolina, Smoky Mountains, like here's the river, here's the stream, here's directions and how to get there. Mm. Here's what flies to use at different times of the year. Um, and so I just started going through that book and going, Oh, let me try this. Let me go to this place. Let me go to that place. And, um, it, it I, I would highly recommend that it, it's, it's, if you're coming to this area, um, you know, they sell it at Hunter banks. I think you could probably get it online as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a, it's a great resource for around here. Um, as far as saltwater goes, I mean, both Dave and I are pretty new into the game. And so it's just been, you know, we're learning from other people in that. You know, talking to guides and people that have just been around it for so long that kind of tell us what to do and and how to do it. So
1: yeah, I like uh, Geek and Gasoline if you're familiar with. Oh them. yeah, um, oh yeah, we've got some friends there. Uh, mm-hmm. Shout out to Justin Pickett, but he he actually did a write up on us early on last year when we were just launching. And um, like if if we're going somewhere new, I'll I'll ping Justin and say, hey, do you know anybody in this area that we should talk to and. He's been good to recommend guides, um, all over the Southeast oh, cool. for specific species. But, um, so they're a good one. I think Brian and I both read the Drake pretty, pretty yep. regularly. Um, love that magazine. And I mean, YouTube, you know, you should YouTube anything you want, yeah. um, like tarpon or bonefish or something, even if it's just an, a mental escape, it's just kind of cool to see what people are doing out there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I know there's no sh- short supply of resources and I've, I've already interviewed a lot of these people and. Jim with Yellow Dog, he's scheduled to come on. So I think I'm going to keep keep digging into some great guests. Um, so, you know, as we kind of, you know, think about, you know, the long-term plans, we kind of touched on that a little bit, but do you guys know what, you know, do you think about that kind of what, uh, I mean, it looks, it sounds like you're fairly successful right now, but in the long-term, what, what success looks like, looks like for you guys with this business?
2: Well, I think, right now the focus is on, on, we really just, we're going to, we're going to continue to grow our inventory. Um, you know, we want to continue to, to be able to provide what customer wants and needs and that, and that takes time and and pour money back into the business as a whole. And so we're going to, we want to continue to do that. And I, I don't see stopping with just, you know, just obviously the yellow dog thing is huge, but you know, lodges, there's, there's so many lodges, there's so many guides across the country. We can help them by working with their customers and send their customers stuff instead of guides using their own equipment,
0: right.
2: You know, and, and beating up their own equipment and save money there for them. And, and so it's, I think there's so many different avenues. We want to work with fly shops and, and figure out a way to, to kind of create a model to, ha- you know, have a win-win situation there. Um, I I think there are many, many, many uh, revenue generating opportunities with um, this concept. And so, Hmm. you know, I think that really right now the focus is continuing to build our inventory um, and and create strong partnerships in the fly fishing industry.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, I think it, yeah, the more you think about it, the more you think, you realize, yeah, what what a cool idea it is because, it seems like it's kind of unlimited. I mean, there's no way you're going to ever get around to all the fly shops or probably even all the lodges. So, you know, I mean, I, well, you guys have kind of niched down now and, um, yeah, it's interesting to think about how, you know, the next five or 10 years, cause I'm sure you guys are going to have, if you don't have it already, you're going to have some competition. You're going to have to, you know, have to think about, but likely if you've built those relationships, that won't, that won't be too big of a deal for you. Yep. I agree.
2: Well, and I think I, I, I think I mean I, it's we talk about the competition side of it, and we're like, you know what, we were the first, and and that that like it's so cool to us to think about that we, we started this concept, yeah. and it will come come alongside of us, great. But you know, we feel good about the relationships we have, and it's it's all a relationship you know, oriented game. So
0: yeah, it's funny when you say uh, that you know that we we were the first because. There's a ton of examples throughout history of businesses that were, you know, the first company was not the one that stayed, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think of a good example, but, you know, Apple probably isn't a good one. But there's a lot of these companies that came up and then the next company that took that idea and took it on to the next level is, you know, is the company that we know of now. I'll have to, <laughs> in the show notes, I'll try to get some links to what i <laughs> I'm talked about here. But, um, yeah, what do you guys think about it? I mean, when they, when you, you come on here, I mean, how do you, you know, one of those things is continue to provide more value. I mean, how, how do you guys, you know, get into that where you keep, you know, making sure you guys are uh, staying above the rest?
1: Well, um, my take, I, I think when we started looking at this, uh, we didn't pioneer the idea. Um, there've been people that have tried and um, they're no longer around. And so we were aware of that and that, so I don't think we, we pioneered the idea, but we're the, I think we're the first entity to take it as far as we have, um, Mm. partnering with premium brands. And I think that one of the drawbacks to the people that have come before us, uh, may have been with brand associations or just maybe the, maybe the industry wasn't ready to support it. And, um, uh, you know, I think we've, we've solidified, uh, quite a few things to where Brian and I can stand the test of time. Um, and in, in large part of just the associations that we already have. And so, um, yeah, I, I, I would not be surprised, uh, to open up my computer one day to find that there was like a, a competition sure. with a similar name or something. And right. we're out how to, how we'd ultimately handle that. I mean, competition is good for everybody, but, yeah. um, it's, it's kind of weird being, being the sole option. Um, mm-hmm. so, um, yeah, I don't
2: yeah. know
1: anything. No.
2: Well, and I, I, you know, again, I think I, I'm a, I've I'm a thinker. Uh, I like to be mo- mobile in my thinking and, and, you know, I don't want to end up like, like Blockbuster or, you right. know,
0: there's like, the example.
2: Kodak, yeah. You know, Kodak actually invented, you know, the, the, the digital camera, but never took it anywhere, and and they ended up, you know, falling out. And so, That's right. I think, I think the 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 reality of this is, we need to be able to think on our feet, and we will. Um, and we'll continue to listen to customers. We're going to listen to the industry. We're going to, you know, take notes and hear feedback, and 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 talk it out, and and figure out how to grow our business the best way. And and I, I again, I think. Second to 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 none, what we want out of this is customer service. Like we want to be able to outfit somebody with what they need, get it to them in time, you know. And we we pride ourselves in that. So we're trying to grow the right way too, not just go from A to B really really fast. Um, we want to do this in increments
0: and and figure out the best way that we can help the industry as a whole. Nice, yeah. No, that's well put. Right on. Well, do you guys want to jump into a really quick rapid fire round here? Yeah sounds great all right um, so first thing you know just getting on the business side um, you know what do you think what is your you know what help you know do you guys need to to kind of grow this business to the next level have you thought about that like as far as resources or other is there is there a piece in your business where you think maybe you need to do a better job at right now
1: hmm. well we're automating our website to a degree uh, to better facilitate uh, you know one-click rentals
0: Oh, wow. Uh, one, right one, now. one click rows. And now, is that, uh, that's not a trademarked, uh, you, you could take that from Amazon, or that's not Amazon's thing. What, what's theirs? <laughs> I guess you're not, you're not throwing that out there, but that's essentially the same thing, right? One click, which is amazing. I, that's like, uh, so people come on there and just pretty much, you know, a click and their, their information's there and it's, and it's, it's a go. It's getting shipped to them.
1: That's, that's the vision. Uh, it may take several iterations to get to that point, but right now, uh, it's it's uh, it's labor intensive which we don't mind um every rental is handled personally right now and i part of us i don't think wants us to change that entirely but it would be nice to enable customers to be able to reserve rods and reels um themselves and then we just kind of get an email kicked over that says hey by the way this is when you need to ship this right um and so right now uh It's it's more labor intensive, but we don't leave any stone unturned. Like we we get the full spectrum of of info from clients uh, about what they need when they're traveling, what they're fishing for. And so we can put together uh, you know, we spool up the reels with specific line, like if they need an intermediate sinking line for tarpon or do they need a a floating line? Like we Mm. can we can customize that. And so, you know, first first stages of website automation may not incorporate all of that, but it it would just help Brian and I be able to do more. Yep. Uh, so that's one of the things uh, that's that's already being taken care of. Uh, but, uh, you know, Brian, uh, over the past couple of weeks, has gotten us set up with, uh, I mentioned this earlier, but with UPS and FedEx. And so up until now, we would kind of take our chances with either company. And we were going strong with U.S. Postal. And uh, certainly don't throw anybody under the bus or talk negatively mm-hmm. if I don't have to. But we, we had one or two instances where they completed completely screwed us over uh and and did deliver on time and so the clients were like what am i supposed to do (laughs) brian you know had to essentially leave his desk job and and overnight something but at the end the customer was completely happy and actually this one particular customer i'm thinking of just came back to us he was so happy that he's already on his second and third rental and so um, customer service goes a long way. And I think what Brian said, that's, that's our top priority and we do not want to drop the ball on that ever.
0: So I hear you. I hear you. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's a fine. I mean, that's the uh, topics come up. Uh, we were talk- I can't remember what episode, but we were talking about how one of the rod manufacturers, uh, you know, had a defect in their rods and they had a whole line of rods that were basically had to get thrown in the garbage. And they had a ton of customers that, you know, had all these bad rods out there and, and the bottom line was is that, um, you know, they replace every single, you know, there was no questions, took care of the customers. And I think that's the main thing as long as you can do that. Stuff's going to happen in your business. You're going to have plenty of things where people, stuff's going to happen. But, yeah, you, you guys are on it. Um, what is, you know, for hours, um, you know, per week, this is always an interesting thing for me. I mean, how many hours do you guys put in because you have a, a kind of a day job sort of thing per per week on this business? <laughs>
2: <laughs> there's there's many nights and weekends yeah. uh you know just once the kids go to bed it's like you know we're we're trying to figure things out i mean i may probably talk to dave like 10 times a day right just <clears throat> if i'm on the road somewhere or, or whatever it's is trying to hey let me throw this at you L- let me know what you think and mm-hmm. um kind of vice versa i i mean honestly it's it we're probably putting in a regular work week with with this too
0: yeah uh, so you're doing it's okay it. we yep. enjoy it You know. Right. And,
1: yeah, we have yeah you know, very understanding wives who are also <laughs> friends. So that yeah. always helps. Yeah, we're very supportive of
2: and and love it and love that we're happy with it and support us every in any way possible.
0: No, that's that's cool. So I mean, you guys have this. Sounds like a really cool partnership. What would it look like if either one of you were just doing this thing on your own? I mean, how how would uh, you think things would be a little bit different, or would you be able to do the same thing you're doing now?
2: No. Yeah. I mean, if if we, you know, there's times where I'm traveling that if, and, 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 you know, part of it has been, we've had to, we've had to, part of the reason we're automating the website and getting a little more organized is because of, you know, this, just the increased demand. And, and we know that there's going to, there's going to be a period of time where we may just have to jump in this full time. Um, and so that's the goal anyway, we would both be loving to do this a hundred percent full time. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know the reality is when you're growing a business you just have to work in increments and and try to scale appropriately and this one you know I understand why somebody hasn't done this before it's a, it's a challenge i mean the, to figure out the model and pricing and and how much inventory to carry and all these things um is a challenge and so uh it's it's uh yeah it's it's fun to figure out though
0: <laughs> yeah that is uh, that's uh i mean that is the the big challenge is yeah it seems like how do you I mean, do you guys have occasionally where people, you know, call you up and they, you know, they need a rod and, and you just, you can't serve them or, I mean, how often is is that? I mean, that's the biggest struggle, right?
1: That, that can be. Um, I think we fortunately haven't had that instance that I can recall, um, you know, but with working with a really huge and prominent company like Yellow Dog, that was one of the, one of the things to consider is like, you know, we need to we need to just be pre- as prepared as we can be, uh, and, and chance, you know, selling out, so to speak. Um, it's a good problem, but it's still a problem. Uh, you know, we don't want to turn anybody away. Um, fortunately in experiences so far, it seems like if somebody, somebody is really dialed in and they have such a specific need, like, you know, you know, well, I got to have an eight weight. Well, it's like, well, do you really have to have an eight weight or could you go up to a nine? Right. Um, and, uh, and so fortunately, in most of these situations, we can we can tweak a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. We don't want to shortchange anybody. But if we just can't accommodate, then we just can't, and we'll be up front. But fortunately, that's not happened yet.
0: Yeah, okay. And just for verification on the, the setup, what what was the most common? You said salt. Is there a, a most common weight uh, length and weight you use or you guys get requested for?
1: I'd say so far it's been the 8 to 10s. Um, and for people that are either going to the Bahamas or – uh, for bonefish or that are going down to, uh, you know, Southern, Southern U S for redfish, things like that. Yeah. Um, uh, we've rented a fair amount of tarpon rigs, um, in the 11 to 12 weight range, mm-hmm. but, um, our inventory would reflect more of the, uh, eight nines and tens. Oh, gotcha. Okay. So yeah, that's pretty common.
0: And so, so I always get into a little quick, uh, I've been doing this little quick rapid fire here with your, your favorite beverage in the, uh, after you get off the river. For for each of you, what what do you guys go with? Is it is it different? Uh,
1: I can answer for Brian. He would probably go with a Cosmo. <laughs> Shut up. Is <laughs> that <It's
0: all> right?
2: <laughs> I, I don't I don't mind fruity beer. Right. So okay. I get ripped all the time for it. You know what? I, I kind of like it. So we have we have great beer in this area, and so usually it's a it's a good beer. So
1: okay, yeah, I think uh, either local beer or uh, I've I've actually really been obsessed with this prohibitionary cocktail called an Aviation. Should look it up. Okay, pretty great.
0: Perfect, perfect. And and what about? Uh, I was just listening to the uh, the Beastie Boys on uh, on uh, one of the other podcasts out there yesterday. But uh, as far as music, do you guys are your taste in music different? Do you have a band or you know type of music you, you guys are into?
1: Ryan likes boy bands. <laughs> 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 we rag, we rag on each other all the time. Perfect. Uh, yeah tree boys yeah no, no. <laughs> uh no. yeah you like Enya, right? <laughs> and yeah yeah totally. no, uh I swear we have amazon music here at the house I, we listen to anything my, yeah. my daughter likes anything with a good beat she likes to dance around to and oh, yeah. um, i mean if i'm driving in my car i, I listen to more folky stuff uh personally but i'll listen to anything
2: i'm yeah. also like I, I kind of like old st- old school metallica sometimes oh, yeah. you know uh, you know Back in high school, that's what you that's used to right. listen to. And so I kind of bring it back every now and then.
1: Hey, we right. we went redfishing back I remember Christmas, and on the way out to the meet the guide, we were puffing up some old-school Kiss. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. What love is Kiss, <laughs> What is
0: Kisses? What was their big, big song? Did they have one that was like a big – I can't even think uh-huh. of a, a song. A uh, uh, Yeah. Love,
1: oh. gun, love Gun, probably. Yeah, and Party All Night Long. Oh, yeah. Party All Night Long,
0: that's right. Perfect. You, you just got the – I'm going to put that one in the show notes, A video of partying my yes. whole line. Yeah, that will be perfect. All right. And then finally here um, – so sports. Did you guys play any sports at all in uh, high school or throughout your life that you were really into?
2: Uh, I played basketball, baseball, and soccer all the way through <clears throat> elementary and high school and then went to college and played baseball and golf.
1: Oh, Wow. Uh, I played soccer at a very young age and then in middle school high school I was I was more of the the band guy Yep, band geek
0: ba- band like what instrument
1: Uh at the time cello and I still play bass guitar oh, um, cool. and I was I was more focused on that stuff
0: Nice nice do you have any uh, uh videos out there on on YouTube playing music
1: Uh well let's see I uh maybe we should do our
2: like a promo video with you playing the bass <laughs> Yeah that'd be nice
1: (laughs) yeah I uh no I don't I don't think so unless unless I've been recorded without my knowledge All right, all right. yeah will
0: uh, be and uh and Brian so on the basketball what what position I was a point guard there you go me too me too awesome so you're uh you're more of a more of a shooting point guard or what was your what was your game speed or was it outside shooting or
2: a little bit of both yeah a little bit of both I I can't remember I mean I think I averaged like 17 18 in high school nice but just you know mostly you know giving it giving it to others
0: yeah all right good good i like to i like to go on those tangents a little bit just uh i'm kind of interested in some of that stuff so and it makes makes it uh interesting to try to find a video and kiss was perfect um well that you guys i think we've gone a little bit over i think we're uh we're Doing good, but I'll, I'll let you get out here in the next six to 12 months. Um, anything new coming up here you want to, you know, with yourself uh, personally or the business you want to talk about we can expect from you?
1: Um, so we just, we already mentioned the Yellow Dog uh, mm-hmm. thing, which um, the official launch date is tomorrow, which is May 1st. Uh, I don't know when this will air, but May 1st is when the kickoff is with Yellow Dog. Yep. Um, we are still working on a partnership with the guys at Tom Morgan Rodsmiths. Mm -hmm. Um, they are building, uh, some rods for us right now and we are very excited to be able to offer, uh, their product to, um, you know, select individuals that, uh, are really obsessed with fiberglass fly rods Mm -hmm. as I find myself. But, Mm -hmm. um, we, uh, yeah, very, very, very proud to be able to, to work on that with those guys. And, um, the, the new owners of that company are a lot like Brian and I, they're, same walk of life, uh, you know. co own this this legacy company that they've kind of walked into, but um, we're uh, we're working on that. And uh, I think that's all I could share right now. Unless Brian has anything else.
2: No, and I think the only thing is is next six to twelve months. I, I again, I, I go back to the inventory piece. Um, it's just making sure that the partners we bring on, we just want to be the right partners. Um, we probably we've always been talking about other rod companies that we'd like to work with um but you
0: know we'll we'll continue to to go down that path and see see what's going on mm-hmm. so right yeah you guys have a lot uh a lot of cool things uh, coming up i mean it looks like a lot of decisions to make and i mean it sounds like it's just uh a lot of positive uh, coming up so if they want to find you or rent a rod they they can go to um um, rent this com. That's the best place to, uh, if people have questions for you or whatever.
1: Yep. That's it. Um, you can find us on social media too. Just rent this rod, uh, same handle for Facebook and Instagram, but, okay. uh, we're, we're all over.
0: Okay. And are you guys more active on Instagram or uh, any social network than others? Instagram. Instagram. Yeah. Perfect. All right. All right, guys. Well, that's that's all I have for you. I want to thank you for coming on and sharing, uh, you know, what you guys have going. It's definitely uh, I'm excited because you guys are on in this uh, this little uh, group I have going, which is uh, trying to provide a little extra value for some of the listeners of of the podcast. So I'm excited to dig into that. And and yeah, just watch your guys's progress, because I think in the next year or two, we're probably going to see some some more cool stuff coming on. So, yeah, I just want to thank you for uh, chatting today.
1: Thanks, Dave. It's been a pleasure. I right. appreciate it very much.
0: All right. We'll see you soon. All
1: right. Sounds all right. good. All right. See you.
0: If you want to find all the show notes with all the links uh, we covered today, just go to wetflyswing.com slash rent and find out how to connect to Brian and David at the Member Society. You get uh, you get to ask questions, uh, get some exclusive discounts and access in the groups. Uh, so go to wetflyswing.com slash members uh, to get started today. It's a great way to support the show. I appreciate it if you are already a member and uh, and hope that you're able to stop on by and see what we have going. Looking forward to catching up with you soon and maybe uh, see you on river or online. Thanks for listening to the Wet Fly Swing Fly Fishing Show. For notes and links from this episode, visit wetflyswing.com. And if you found this episode helpful, please subscribe and leave a review on iTunes.